this Thursday Night Football Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x your money. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Ross, we're brought to you by Manscaped. Get $20, get 20% off and free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And make sure to use that promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. And use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome everyone to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is... Wednesday, October the 11th, currently 3.07 on the East Coast. Another week of football, another Thursday night football game. We have a battle of the AFC West. Getting confused with my baseball, but AFC West teams on Thursday night football. We got the Denver Broncos. They are going to be visiting the defending Super Bowl champions. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll rock it as we usually do. Get down on our player props here. Uh, we'll also throw out our touchdown uh, score prop bets as well. And hopefully put some more money in the pockets of our listeners. But joining me here to help me break it all down, I got the hardest working men in the sports betting industry. First, I got my guy Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how's it going, my friend? Did the books really want us to bet on this? Because I feel like they set the odds in a way that. Look, I know everybody knows how this game's probably going to end up, but like, can you at least give us something to bet? I've I found some stuff that I like, but good God Almighty, that was not easy. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the maybe the more difficult uh, games to handicap, um, as far as player props at least uh, for for this Thursday night football game. But I'm pretty sure we found a few winners, uh, hopefully for our listeners. But joining us also. Hey, the man is back. The camera's looking good. He's looking good in HD. <laughs> it's Chris B. Cappin. Chris, what's going on, my man? How you doing? What's up, you know? What's up, Rod? Excited to be here, man. Like Rod said, it's not the greatest game, but it is a divisional game. So maybe, you know, we 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 see the Broncos, uh, man, some kind of resemblance of defense, which is what we haven't seen. And uh, the total is trickling towards the under. I saw it open at 51. It's down to 57, 57 and a half at some books. Um, so, I don't know. I told you guys last Thursday that that game was going to be a little more competitive than than uh, than I, I would have liked it to be, and it was. So uh, we'll kind of see how this one goes as well, you know. And then you know, you said the camera's back. Uh, I actually swept the board without the camera on last week, so I, I was thinking about just leaving it off. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we had a pretty good uh, uh, week last Thursday, at least uh, between the Browns. Oh, sorry, the uh, the Bears and the uh, Commanders. And I know uh, Sunday Sunday was okay for me. Um, Rod, how did Sunday turn out for you? Oh well, it was Sunday. Yeah, there was a day, and and stuff happened. I only hit one out of the ones that I gave, and like that was it. I, the whole rest of the night, or the whole rest of the day, was just garbage. I don't know what it was. I had a, a bad read off of uh, off of the games, so. 
whatever. I'll take my licking and, and come back hopefully this Thursday with some better picks. Chris, how did Sunday turn out for you, my friend? Yeah, Sunday was Sunday was good. I mean, I uh, really attracted to attack that Carolina Carolina offense. Uh, yeah. Took Miles Sanders under uh, his rushing yards, and we went Bryce Young over his pass attempts. And then uh, Christian McCaffrey, man, talked about that Cowboys rush defense. Uh, Seventeen and a half attempts. I think he finished with twenty. So, uh, and then Bijan on the touchdown prop as well. So yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good Sunday. Hopefully, we yeah. can replicate it. Just rinse and repeat. <laughs> Yeah, 100%, man. Like we mentioned, uh, new week, new money. So let's continue the momentum that we've built uh, over the past several weeks going into this Thursday night football game. Um, like I mentioned, AFC West battle between the Broncos and the Chiefs. I, I mean, we know where the Chiefs uh, pretty much stand. Obviously, when you have a quarterback like uh, Patrick Mahomes and you have uh, Travis Kelsey, who is dealing with an ankle injury, but it seems like all indications is that's not too serious and he should be able to play in this game against the Denver Broncos. Not sure how effective he is going to be, but I guess the biggest question of this game is going to be, will um, Mrs. or Mrs. Miss Taylor Swift be in attendance because she was not there uh, in the last game uh, in Minnesota at us bank stadium, but I can't blame her too much, but I think guys, the bigger conversation is probably on the Denver Broncos side. And I want to get your guys thoughts on the Denver Broncos here, because this team has been, Pretty much shit on over the last two uh, seasons, including this season. Last season with the whole Nathaniel Hackett debacle uh, and also the Denver Broncos pretty much mortgaging their future to trade for Russell Wilson, who just hasn't looked like the quarterback that he was in Seattle. I'm not sure if, if this is who Russell Wilson really is or there's something just going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But, Chris, you mentioned that this defense for the Denver Broncos has been absolutely atrocious. But offensively, they haven't been very good either. I know they had a good game against the Chicago Bears, but we know that Bears' offense is not very – our defense is not very good either. Russell Wilson was able to take advantage of it. But do you think there's just a disconnect right now or is it just you know maybe a transition year of Sean Payton putting together – uh, or implementing his new offense because they've gone from Nathaniel Hack to Sean Payton over the last two seasons here. And there's a, probably a lot of moving parts and a lot of different things happening offensively for the schemes and stuff. But what are you kind of seeing from this, uh, from this Denver Broncos team thus far this season? Yeah, I'll, I'll be quick, you know, but I think it's a little bit of all of it, right? You bring in Sean Payton and we know that, you know, even as good as a, a coach as Sean Payton is and what he did with, you know, with his Seattle, uh, his uh, New Orleans Saints teams, uh, that's still going to take a little bit of growth. And then his defense is, is really taking a step back, man. They, they, they were kind of, you know, we, we remember them last year as kind of, you know, just waiting for Wilson to kind of get it together, right? Like defense was good. Yeah. Now the defense is taking, you know, a huge step back. So it doesn't seem like they're they're synchronized at all. Um, you look at Russell Wilson and his offense, those the numbers are, aren't bad on the offensive side of the ball. I know you mentioned them struggling, you know, but they've been well in some spots, averaging 24 points a game, which is top 10. Uh, you know, 328 yards, which is 16th. And a lot of the other statistical categories are top, you know, 10, top 15 uh, type categories. You look at that defense, everything is pretty much 32nd. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, that's bad. And we know Russell Wilson, uh, granted, he was great in Seattle, but we, we also remember Seattle for Legion of Boom, right? Like he had a really good defense. So I think just that lack of defense and, you know, trying to get everybody on the same page it just really hasn't clicked together for them for them this season. Yeah, I think, again, the struggles, and I'm sure we'll probably expand on that when we talk about our player props, how bad this defense has been for the Denver Broncos. But, Rod, any thoughts on this Denver Broncos team? I know, you know, Chris mentioned offensively, they, they've been competent. They've been better than they were last season. I mean, the only direction for this offense was, uh, was to go up after what happened last season. But what have you kind of seen from this Broncos team? 
Well, I mean, Chris nailed it too. They're, they're really, they're scoring points. And that's the thing where it's just, they're giving up too many. They're scoring, they've scored 30 points at least in two of their games so far, which is, you know, for uh, this Denver Bronco offense, you probably would not have pegged them to do that. I mean, they're over under right now, and I'm not giving this out as an official prop here, but if you check out a couple of my articles elsewhere, their, their point total is set at 17 and a half taking the over on that. That's an easy over uh, for this team, especially against the the Chiefs. I think they're going to have some offensive um, efficiency against this Chiefs offense or defense. Rather, it's just a matter of, you know, where is it going to come from and and who's going to get that? So um, and can they keep Kansas City at bay is really the biggest question. Like, can they keep up with them? I don't think they're going to win this game, but I think maybe they'll put up a little more of a fight than most people are giving them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, typically we've seen when the Chiefs are a big uh, favorite there. Uh, they usually don't cover spreads, but they do win the game outright. So maybe a, a good teaser option for you uh, betters out there. But before we get into our player props here, uh, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go 5 for 5 and pick them Scorchers. Enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus of up to $500, $100,000 Sundays, continues on our dog fantasy. 10 lucky, 10 lucky players will win 10,000 each. So watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And stay tuned at the end of the episode, we'll put together a, a underdog entry uh, for the Thursday night football game. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, like I mentioned, underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. Again, that's underdog fantasy using promo code SGPN. P-N. And we're also brought to you by Manscaped. Our friends are Manscaped are back with us, and they've uh, taken a whole new step up from ball Oween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in tr- trouble. Manscaped all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of all that stubble. Featuring a compact design of next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and using promo code SGP for 20% off plus free shipping. It may be spooky season, but you don't have to uh, scare away people with a scraggly beard. No, give them something to, to look at with an amazing, the Manscaped Handyman. Are you tired of bad razors making your neck look like a scary movie? Well, with the Handyman Skin Safe technology to help reduce nicks and cuts, you can finally feel confident when going out for that close shave. For wet or dry use, feel free to bring this anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane friendliness makes this the perfect travel tool for on the go and being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of wet shave is priceless. This cordless trimmer also has a rot- uh, uh, a rotary wheel that gives you uh, gives you 20 uh, hair cutting links all with one guard. So no more drawers full of extra add ons collecting cobwebs. No. They've really gone out and made this handyman one of kind. Also, the Beard Hedger is a great high-tech piece of art in travel size pack uh, packages with long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor as well. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. So how do you take advantage to get 20% off and free shipping with code SGP at manscaped.com? That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by only using promo code SGP. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. 
All right, gentlemen, let's get into our player props for the Thursday night football game between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Rod, lead us off, my man. All right, well, let's start it off with that guy that's actually leading this Denver Broncos offense, and that's Russell Wilson. His uh, touchdown total is set at one and a half, and I'm seeing the over at plus 150. They really don't think that Russell Wilson's going to throw uh, two touchdowns in this game. Uh, fact check that for me. I think I found that one over at uh, at DraftKings, so make sure that I wasn't being silly. I've done that before, right, Munoff? <clears throat> Make I it see plus 150. Beautiful. Uh, good. So plus 150 for Russell Wilson to get two passing touchdowns in this game against the uh, against the Chiefs. Russell Wilson has thrown at least two touchdowns in all but one of his games. The only one he did not throw two touchdowns in was against the Dolphins when that was just a damn track meet and they got 20 points against them. Um, and so for me, I, I already take that as a, as a good one. But the last two quarterbacks that have faced this Chiefs defense have thrown two touchdowns. Who were they? Well, that was Zach Wilson who did that. And if we're going to allow two touchdowns to Zach Wilson already, I think it, I think a Russell Wilson can get that done. Uh, Zach Wilson did it. And then, of course, Kirk Cousins threw two touchdowns against them last time. The Chiefs, really tough against the run, actually. They're only allowing 97.2 rushing yards per game uh, against the opponent uh, running backs. They're only allowing 22.4 rushing attempts per game, and they are only allowing 0.2 touchdowns on the ground per game. No running back has scored a touchdown against them since week one when David Montgomery and the Lions did it. They're not going to score a touchdown on the ground. I know Jaleel Williams is the hot commodity now. I know he's good, but I don't think he's going to get a touchdown on the ground against these guys. I think all their scores are going to have to come off of the arm of Russell Wilson, which means I think they're really only going to score a couple of touchdowns here. I think Russell Wilson is going to throw those against them. Yeah, I I, uh, I think I have the same expression that uh, Chris has when you mentioned that prop because um, we just talk about game script as well, right? Like we uh, we expect the Chiefs to automatically go out there every single week week and put up four touchdowns. Like we know that that offense is capable of doing that. I know this season has been a little bit different for them because they've had, you know, guys that have been dealing with injuries and Eric B enemy not being there anymore. Maybe that has an effect as well. But I mean, for Russell Wilson, like you mentioned, he's done this in four of the five games. And I don't think that the rushing attack is going to have a lot of success here in this game against the chiefs defense, which, you know, has been above average as far as your rush defense goes. But I think that if you're going to want to keep up, with the points that you know the Chiefs are going to be putting up in this game, possibly I think that's going to be, have to be on the arm of Russell Wilson here. So, at plus one fifty to throw two touchdowns for a quarterback going up against a defense that has allowed four of the five quarterbacks to do it. Uh, sorry, uh, Russell Wilson's done it four of the five games, and then two straight weeks, Kirk Cousins uh, and Zach Wilson have done it as well. Uh, Chris, thoughts on this Russell Wilson passing touchdowns prop? Man, I, I didn't even look at it, but I'm <laughs> right there with you guys. Rod laid it out so smooth. I'll, I'll just add a plus 175 over on BetMGM. Uh, so, so yeah, if you guys are interested in that. Um, and I, I'll segue, you know, because cause I'm, I'm on Russell Wilson passing yards. 224 and a half uh, is what I saw the number at. Uh, he's only thrown for 225 yards two times a season out of the five games. But when you think about game script, 10-point dog, on the road, divisional game, they probably will be playing from behind, especially if Kelsey gets ruled in. 
uh, Ron did a great job of laying out all of the numbers as far as them being able to stop the defense. So I just feel like if you're going to be successful, it is going to be through the air if you're the Denver Broncos in this spot. And while Kansas City is allowing just 204 yards per game through the air, that number can be a tad bit misleading. There's a 99-yard clunker in there from Justin Fields, not not 100% sure if he decided he wasn't going to show up for work that day or what, what happened that day. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence also has a clunker in there of just two, 216 yards. So that number is a, a tad bit not inflated but deflated because of that. Um, and the bottom line is just that, you know, if you expect Denver to have any kind of success, it's going to be on the arm of Russell Wilson in this spot and and not their rushing attack at all. So um, I like Russell Wilson to go over the 224 uh, and a half uh, passing yards as well. But I will be tailing Rod on those two touchdowns at plus 175. I mean, he he has the second most passing touchdowns in the NFL. Like he has 11, which he's tied with uh, Josh Allen, Tua, and, and Justin Fields at 11. But 11 divided by five games that he's played is two and and you have some change so he's averaging this number so to be able to get that plus money is pretty insane so that's my prop and a validation of what what rod said i will be telling that that uh over one and a half also i will add too that uh that uh, russell wilson's done this in three out of four games against the chiefs in his career so the only time he didn't do it was the last time that he met them and we all know that that was a rough game for for russell wilson so yeah well, who would have thought this episode would turn into the Russell Wilson uh, podcast episode? But so Rod's on the passing touchdowns over. Chris is on his passing yards over. Rushing yards. His, uh, you said rushing yards? No, no, no. I'm on his pass attempts over. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw this number at 32 and a half. It is, it, there's a little bit of vig on it. But, I mean, you just take a look what you guys just pretty much mentioned of number one that we're pretty much expecting – the Broncos to be playing from behind. And again, the success, at least offensively, has been on the shoulders of Russell Wilson. So right now that number's at 32 and a half. But you take a look at again the four of the five quarterbacks that the Chiefs have faced this season. They've gone over this projection by a very wide margin. The four, the four quarterbacks that did go over this projection, uh, they threw for an average of 40 and a half pass attempts by those four quarterbacks. The only quarterback that didn't go over is what you know Chris mentioned there, Justin Fields, who just didn't, didn't decide to show up that game uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And again, it was a blowout there as well. You also take a look uh, last season in the, in the first season for Russell Wilson as the quarterback for the Denver Broncos in the two division games last season against the Chiefs. He threw the ball 36 times and 38 times in those games, respectively. So I thought this number was very, very conservative for Russell Wilson uh, on his pass attempts here. So at 32 and a half, I'm taking the over uh, on his pass attempts. So I feel like we're all, you know, backing, obviously, Russell Wilson in some way to have a big game here. Because I think it's just according to game script that if we expect, you know, the Chiefs to be playing out in front, maybe possibly by a touchdown or two possessions, that the Chiefs, or sorry, the Broncos are going to have to throw the football. And that, again, that will rack up the yards like Chris likes, passing touchdowns for Rod, and then again, obviously for the pass attempts for me. So, yeah, Russell Wilson, uh, maybe when we come back Friday, Russell Wilson would have uh, put some money in our pockets uh, for this uh, game against the uh, passing defense of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, gentlemen, before we get over to round two of our player props here for this Thursday night football game, 
Let me quickly tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, let's get into round two of our player props here. Rod, lead us off, my friend. I want somebody to argue with me on this one because I don't want to be right on this. So please formulate an argument on why this is going to hit because I, I want this one to, to be not the way it, it, I'm going to present it. And that's Jarek McKinnon. His rushing and receiving total is set at 25 and a half. I'm going to take the under on this one. At minus well, he's got an argument for me because I'm on the over on one of these props. Okay, good. Uh, then I want that to be, I wanted to be wrong. But here's the thing about it, right? So Jarek McKinnon, you would expect him to be that receiving threat. But Isaiah Pacheco has actually taken over as far as targets are concerned. He's He's been targeted 13 times, where Jarek McKinnon has only been targeted 12 now. So that shift is starting to happen in Pacheco staying on the field more than Jarek McKinnon. And when Jarek McKinnon does get the ball, he's not necessarily as productive as he used to be. He's only been over this mark once this season. For all that we know of Jarek McKinnon, He's only top 25 and a half, and I've seen it in 24 and a half, I think, in a couple of places. So uh, even still, um, I'm taking the 25 because I want the under, but 25 and a half, he's only been o- over that once, and that was the game against Chicago where he had 19 receiving yards and nine rushing yards. Mo- Moonoff and Chris, he hasn't crossed 10 rushing yards at all this season, and he hasn't. he's only been over 20 uh, receiving yards once this season. It's just not been as productive of a season for Jarek McKinnon. You look at the Broncos. Sure. They've, they've allowed some rushing yards, but they've really only allowed it to one running back at a time, right? Josh Jacobs gouged them for 48. Okay. I would gouge him, but Josh Jacobs got 48 against them. Uh, Brian Robinson got 87, but the next rusher behind Jacobs was Amir white with two yards. Antonio Gibson only had nine yards um, uh, for that. And it's again, for Jarek McKinnon, he's on the field for uh, passing downs, and I don't know that, I don't think that he's going to get it this time. It's sad to say, but you know, Kansas City's done well against second uh, running backs this season, and I just don't think he's going to be much of a factor. So uh, I took the over on his receiving yards at thirteen and a half, and I mean, Rod, you mentioned that. The rushing yards are pretty much, or sorry, yeah, the rushing yards are not going to be there because it's 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 more than like it is going to be Isaiah Pacheco who's now the featured back for this team. But again, you take a look at his rushing yards uh, for uh, Jarek McKinnon. He hasn't had more than ten, like you mentioned, uh, at all this season. He hasn't had more than three carries, so it's not like he, he's not going to be running the football. We know that. But I, lo- I looked over at um, his his uh, receiving yard prop, and this is why I liked it at 13 and a half, is that even, that even if he only gets two or three targets, he makes the most of it. Because you take a look at his long receptions this season, four out of the five games, 
The only game he didn't get a um, reception in was against the New York Jets in that, I believe that was a Sunday or Monday night football game. Um, but in the other games, he's had at least uh, uh, two targets. Three out of the five games, he's had three targets. And he's finished with 18 receiving yards, 19 receiving yards, 24 receiving yards, and 10 receiving yards, which is against the Detroit Lions. But when he's getting those catches, he's making the most of it, right? His long receptions have been for 15, 10, 11, and 10. So I think my theory is, is that I think that, again, he's going to be out there for the for the uh, the passing down. So let's say it's like third and seven, third and, third and five or greater, right? He's going to be out there for those passing downs. But historically, he's done pretty well against this Denver Broncos team, at least catching the ball as well. You take a look at uh, – um, three games that he's played in since the 2022 season as a player for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll go back to last season here quickly. Two games, seven receptions in those games, um, 112 yards, and then another game in January of 2023 on New Year's Day, five receptions, 52 yards. If we want to go back to the previous season, three receptions, 26 yards. So it's they are using him in the passing game at least, not so much in the rushing game. So I think for rod for us to probably both of us to win this he probably gets what maybe anywhere in between 14 to 23 uh receiving yards and we can both cash it that way but if there's a prop out there for on his under uh rush, rushing yards i would look at it that well uh, that way as well but i really do like him for his uh receiving yards to go over in this game so chris we're kind of on the opposites, kind of on the opposite sides here. I think Rod is more so saying that he's not going to get the rushing yards because Isaiah Pacheco is that rushing down back now for this Chiefs team. But I think that Jarek McKinnon is still utilized in the passing game for the Chiefs. Yeah, so so let me settle this. Uh, I'm also on a prop with uh, with Jared McKinnon as well. Okay. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm lying, <laughs> I'm lying, I'm lying. I was like, wow, this is. <laughs> And we don't, we don't we don't compare notes beforehand, so that would no. be hilarious. <laughs> we don't. We don't. I'm not on Jerry McKinnon at all. I, I, I understand what Ryan's saying, and, and while I agree with that, this this Denver defense is just so bad right now. I mean, 5.9 yards per rush is what they're giving up. Uh, that scares me just a tad bit. And and if I'm being honest, uh, you know, and Rod, if you guys were actually lined up and you were going to be, you know, behind Isaiah Pacheco in this spot, and I knew that you were going to get Jared McKinnon's numbers. I probably bet on your guy, you you guys, is to go over as well, just because this this Denver defense is that bad in my estimation. So, um, I, I, there there is a way for both of you guys to be successful and and cash your props, and I hope that you do. But uh, no no real no real opinion. I just I can't take a under for for a Denver defense. Um, but I can see how it the totality does go uh does go under for for Rod and still goes over in the receiving yards for you as well. You know. Do we? I mean, I think a pivot. Maybe do we look at taking the under on his rushing yards at nine and a half? I w- I would say yes, but like you know, he could have one rush for ten yards. For the you know? Yeah, <laughs> because I get it. The Denver's giving up five point nine per per yards of carry, which is absolutely dead last. And and it's not just that they're giving up five point nine yards of carry. If this game turns into a blowout and Isaiah Pacheco, you know, is is gone and not in the game. They're bleeding yards. 187.6 is what they're giving up, which is absolutely dead last per per carry per game. No matter how you look at it, they just they're struggling. Uh, and Jared McKinnon could be as you know, as he could have a, a career game where he goes for 25 rushing yards tonight, right? <laughs> I mean tomorrow. 
Uh, Rod, did you, anything else you want to expand on that? Well, and so for me, look, his average depth of target is negative 0.9 yards. And so anything he gets, he's getting because he's catching those screen passes and yeah. running it out. So the, the frustrating part for me is that for my 25 and a half, like if, if uh, this, this uh, Denver Broncos defense is going to be bad, it's going to be Isaiah Pacheco tearing him up. Right. And that means Jarek McKinnon won't even need to be in for those passing downs for those third and eights for those, you know, third and sevens. If Pacheco is going to be able to rip off six or seven yards a run, you know, maybe not all night. I know Rod, that's not possible, but even still, like if he's going to get big chunks, McKinnon won't even really need to be out there. And, and we've seen that now with Pacheco on the rise. Yeah. With, with this defense, uh, Rod, it, there, there is a chance that you're not over exaggerating at all. It could be six yards a run. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, they're giving up 5.9, like Chris mentioned there. But stay tuned for – I'm sure we'll have more uh, Isaiah Pacheco talk here in a minute. Uh, Chris, uh, player prop number two, my man, what do you got? Let's let's go ahead and transition to the man himself then, Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. I I like his rush attempts over. Uh, I like his rush yards over. So you really just kind of – the handicap is the same pretty much for both. Um, I just think that they're going to be feeding them. The number – uh, they matriculate up just a tad bit. It's up to 16 and a half. Yesterday, I looked at it. It was 15 and a half. There is still 115 and a half out there. If you guys have access to points bet, it's a, a tad bit juiced at minus 120, but 16 and a half is a, is a solid number here as well. Um, from a game script pr- perspective, we do expect Kansas City will probably be playing from, from you know, out front with, mm-hmm. with them being 10-point favorites here. Denver on a short week after a home loss to the Jets. And we kind of talked about the defensive number already. The, this team is allowing 5.9 yards per carry most in the league. Uh, opponents are rushing for 5.9 yards per rush. Uh, they rank last in that category. Teams are rushing the ball 31.6 times per game, which is the third most uh, against the Den- this Denver defense. And they're allowing the most yards at 187 per per game as well. Uh, Pacheco has just one game of 72 rushing yards this season, but this number is high for a reason, right? Or we could say it's kind of low for a reason. We could look at this as being conservative, and it really wouldn't surprise me if Rod said he was taking this guy at 100 yards, right, and off to that line. Uh, Pacheco, this is what I also something that I like. Back-to-back games, he's had back-to-back weeks, he's had 16 and 20 carries over the last two weeks. Those 36 carries actually rank the seventh most uh, over the course of the last two weeks in the NFL. And um, while we think Kelsey is back, if he, if he does, you know, get – downgraded, uh, Kansas City will probably lean on Pacheco just a tad bit more. He's gotten 83% of the carries as well outside of Mahomes rushing the ball 23 times on those you know quarterback keepers. And you just look at the numbers. Brees Hall last week, 22 carries for 177 against this Denver defense. Khalil Mack, 18 carries, 103 yards uh, two weeks ago. Uh, uh, A-Chan, 18 for 202. Brian Robinson, 18 for 87. Josh Jacobs in week one, 19 for 48. So he's gone. Every running back has carried the ball more than those 16 times, more than those 17 times as well. And everyone has gone over their rushing yard, the the, the 71 uh, and a half, which is what it was yesterday. I think that number is up to 74 and a half, 77 and a half. So definitely get the best number. I see it kind of fluctuating right now. Um, but, you know, both of those numbers seem a little conservative and it didn't surprise me that that one kind of, uh, you know, matriculated up. Uh, to from the 71 and a half, which, it, which which is what it originally opened at. So uh, Isaiah Pacheco, you could take his rush attempts over. You could take his uh, rushing yards. But officially, I did play the rush attempts over. I didn't. I, I should have played the rushing yards, but I didn't get there. Yeah, I feel like the, the the rushing yards will be a popular bet here, just because. I mean, we mentioned it that the Denver Broncos rush defense is ranks one of the, uh, if not the worst, uh, one of the worst in the entire. 
NFL, at least through the first five weeks of the regular season here. Um, I'll, I'll quickly jump in here with my third one because it's also Isaiah Pacheco related. Um, I took the long, uh, uh, the longest rush attempt for Isaiah Pacheco over. For 16 and a half. And that kind of just tells speaks volumes of how bad this Denver Broncos rush defense is when you have a a, a running back that his longest uh rush attempt is gonna be uh 16 and a half yards. Um, but the case is there to be made, right? Um, I'll write off the numbers for the Broncos rush defense. Um allowing 5.9 yards per rush attempt. We established that that ranks dead last in the NFL, allowing the most. They're allowing 187 uh, rushing yards per game on the ground, which is the most. Um, and going up, uh, going back to the point of what you mentioned there, Chris, about the rush attempts, teams are rushing for close to 32 attempts per game against the Denver Broncos, which they're allowing the third most, or teams are you know rushing the third most against the Denver Broncos. Over the last four weeks, the longest rush attempts for opposing quarter, uh, sorry, running backs have been 27 yards by Brian Robinson. We had a 67-yard um, rush attempt in there as well, a 24-yard uh, rush attempt in there as well by uh, Khalil Herbert. Uh, a 67, I believe, was either Raheem Mostert um, in that Miami game. And then last week, 72-yard uh, long rush attempt by Brees Hall. So now you're talking about a guy that's a downhill runner who's not afraid of contact. He can break one out here. I think Isaiah Pacheco will definitely crush this number and make it five straight weeks that they've allowed a long rush attempt of at least 17 yards or more. So I took uh, Isaiah Pacheco longest rush attempt over 16 and a half yards here, Rod. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, with these guys, it's like they're opening the defensive line and saying, go ahead. We're uh, we're open for business. So yeah, he's and again, he, you. I think you hit on it too. Especially, he's a he's a hard runner, right? I mean, you see him; he doesn't shy away from putting his shoulder down and and taking on a linebacker. Which, if they're giving up that many yards, then you know that that's the way he's going to do it. So, yeah, I like this one too. Okay, that was three for me, uh, Rod. You want to take us to your third? Uh, yeah, I'll take mine. So, look, I know Javante Williams is coming back. I know that he's basically a full practice now. I know that they're they're kind of trending toward him coming back. But uh, Jaleel McLaughlin has actually been impressive in uh, in his stead, and he's gonna. I, I've got a special here that I found uh, on on FanDuel. It's Jaleel McLaughlin to catch a pass on the first drive. Um, this is at plus two ninety. It, it may go a little bit contrary to to belief. And I think that if this is an extended drive of any kind, I think that he's going to get an opportunity to catch a pass. He's caught a touchdown pass in the last two games, actually, believe it or not, from Russell Wilson. Um, he did it against the Bears, right? He caught an 18-yard touchdown against the Bears, and then he, he caught a 22-yard touchdown against the Jets. So he's been pretty good in relief, and he's gotten a, a, at least a couple of targets there on these opening drives. And... Who knows? I mean, it could be Javante Williams out there to start the game, right? And then they get into a third and long because he hasn't necessarily gotten into full game speed yet. And he hits the line of scrimmage and gains three yards and they need to bring out uh, Mag uh, uh, McLaughlin to, to catch a pass on the third down. It doesn't have to be for a first down. He can just catch a pass at all on that first drive. Or maybe it is an extended drive and they get down into the red zone and all of a sudden they bring in McLaughlin to kind of spell Williams to not use him up on the first drive of the game and then it catches another touchdown pass. But I think at plus 290, it's a fun little speculation to have um, given that he's done it already in the last couple of games. So um, yeah, give me, give me Jaleel McLaughlin to catch a pass on the first drive for the Broncos at plus 290. 
Yeah, I mean, look, he's been uh, a revelation, I guess, here we can say for the Denver Broncos uh, rushing attack, whether that's been through the air or whether that's been on the ground as well, because he had a really good game last week against the Jets. And again, you go back to over the last two weeks, he's had a total of seven targets, six receptions on those seven targets, uh, 53 receiving yards. And like Rod mentioned there, he has had at least a uh, receiving touchdown in each of the last two weeks. So, um I don't want to say underutilized are the wide receivers for the um, Denver Broncos, but I think we kind of go back to the days of Sean Payne being in New Orleans and really utilizing his running backs out of the backfield as well. I think that's something that's kind of implemented here in the offense uh, for the uh, Denver Broncos here as well. So, I mean, the targets are there for him. Um, I think that definitely this is uh, in the realm of possibility. Again, if you're the Denver Broncos, you get that ball first. You want to, you, you're going to, do whatever it takes to score that seven points in that first drive uh, just because you are playing against a cheap offense who can, you know, score the ball in, in three to four plays. That's how good their offense is here. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on, on, on Jill, Jill McLaughlin here on his uh, receiving a pass in the first drive? Hey, I hope he catches one in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth drive because I took those those receiving those passing yards over for Russell Wilson. I just need him to I just need him to catch him, and uh, I don't care who he's throwing the ball to as long as he catches him. Uh, and 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 to to Rod's point, and I think you mentioned it as well. You know, he has been a revelation for this offense. I mean, they, we talked about how bad their their yeah. offense was last year. So so having a guy come in and contribute the way that he has in the last few weeks. Um, I mean, like like I said, it's it's a it's a bright spot for 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 Denver in, in a in a really dark room. It's a, it's one of the bright yeah. spots. It's part of that offense. So uh, I like it. Uh, Chris, player problem number three. Yeah, so let's stay on the same side of the ball. I I took uh, and it, I took a you, you could say I took a fly on this guy, uh, Marvin Mims Jr. Uh, slot receiver for for the Denver Broncos, boomer bust type guy for Denver. Uh, like I said, slot receiver, and it's typically the long ball. So I took his I took his, his receiving yards, uh, sixteen and a half. I took the over there, minus one fourteen over on Barstool. Um, he and and really it's just because it's for two for two reasons. One, he he catches the long pass, and the second one is Kansas City kind of giving it up. So you look at the numbers; he has long catches of 38, 48, and sixty uh, this season uh, for this Denver offense. And in the other two games, he has four yards on one catch and two yards on nine catch. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, two catches for nine yards. So boom, it's going to be boom or bust. You look at this Kansas City defense, though, and we talk about game script. Them playing from you know we we all anticipate. Denver to be playing from behind. Kansas City defense is giving up a 33-yard reception. They gave up a 33-yard reception in, in week one to Josh, Ren- uh, to Josh Reynolds when they were playing Detroit. I went back and looked at that. Week two, it was a 45-yard catch from Christian Kirk. Week three, it was a 29-yarder for, for DJ Moore uh, in that Bears offense. And then uh, week four, it was a 39-yard catch to Alan Lazard as well. And then a 27 uh, last week against uh, for KJ Osborne, um, of Minnesota when they played when they got the win in Minnesota, uh, like I said, home run type guy. I think all it takes is one catch. So you want to alt this to you know thirty yards receiving or forty five yards receiving. I couldn't couldn't I wouldn't be mad at you at that at all. Uh, the other thing I looked at as well is just kind of going through players of twenty yards or more, like twenty yards more rec- uh, receiving. Justin Jefferson, to put this in perspective, Justin Jefferson doesn't doesn't surprise us at all being number one. He has eleven catches of twenty yards or more. But it would surprise you that Marvin Mims Jr. is actually six on the list, and he has seven. So, and, that, and that's all we need for this prop, right? We just need 17 yards, and he has seven catches of 20 yards or more. So, I like I like the chances of Marvin Mims Jr. here at 16 and a half. 
I mean, you laid it out there, right? I mean, like, look, Marvin Mims is now that downfield threat for this Denver Broncos offense, right? When we talk about big play guys and guys that utilize their speed, I think that's the guy that, that or that's the type of receiver Marvin Mims Jr. is uh, for this Denver Broncos offense. And I, I remember watching that game between the Bears and the Broncos, and he was that uh, receiver that had that big play for the uh, go-ahead field goal for the Denver Broncos team. So, uh, or at least for the passing game. So, yeah, I mean, the numbers are right there, like you mentioned there, Chris. So I'm not, I can't argue against it. Uh, Rod, thoughts on this? I'm glad you got Mims in because uh, I was looking at him hard too. It's just, it's hard because you're right. It, it, he could either have one catch or he can have four. And it's like, you don't, you don't know in particular, but I think you're right though. If Wilson's going to be slinging the ball around, it's going to have to be two Mims who is leading the team in yardage actually, which is why, you know, yeah. it's boom or bust, but most of it's been boom. So I think we'll, we'll take the boom part of that one uh, against the chiefs this, this Thursday. Uh, Rod, you want to uh, take us over to our touchdown props here for this Thursday night football game? Yes, sir. Uh, all right, let's go to Adam Troutman of the Denver Broncos. Listen, he's at plus, uh, oh shoot, 400 is what I saw him at as an anytime touchdown. So I like four to one as an anytime for him. I know that uh, Kramer loves him some first touchdown props. So I guess if you wanted to try that, I didn't look up the number for first touchdown. I'm not that ballsy, uh, but I'll, I'll take it safe and, and pull down to plus 400 for Troutman to get an anytime touchdown. He caught his first touchdown pass of the season last week against the Jets. Um, but listen, his his targets have, have gotten a little off and on, right? He had five in, in week one. He only had one in week two, two, one, and then back up to five again. Um, but here's the thing. Kansas City has been kind of uh, uh, susceptible to tight ends over the course of the season. Sam Laporta had five catches for 39 yards. Now, granted, only one has been in the end zone against them. And uh, I believably so that was CJ Uzama, which was the one that got in the end zone against him. But here's the thing. You look at the Lions, like Sam Laporta was a kind of a non, we didn't know him back in week one, right? He was just sort of breaking out. Obviously, it was his first game. Not going to really rely on him too much to get into the end zone. Evan Ingram hasn't necessarily been all that good anymore for uh, for Jacksonville. Six for 57 against the Chiefs, but no touchdowns. Cole Komet, only two for 22 against them. Uh, and then TJ Hawkinson, five for 51. But all of those teams don't necessarily necessarily rely on their tight ends to get in the end zone for them, right? If you listen, if you listen to those teams, I know Hawkinson's a big uh, red zone threat, but he's not getting the touchdowns from, from Kirk Cousins, right? Uh, whereas... Troutman is starting to get a little bit of look. We were talking about uh, the the receivers being a little underutilized. This is another instance of that. The tight end starting to get involved. So I think uh, it's just it's a good little speculation. Uh, riding the high of of scoring his first touchdown of the season last week, maybe he gets into the end zone back to back. So at four to one, I'll take that risk. It seems like tight ends is a theme of uh, the Sports Gaming Podcast Network this uh, season because anytime I'm also doing the pregame show with uh, my man Lante, uh, we're putting together our touchdown uh, parlays. Like it's like even without a thought, like we have at least at least two of the four guys are tight ends. But uh, yeah, I mean you make a great case here again at plus four twenty five. I see over on DraftKings right now even better odds uh, twenty eight to one to be the first touchdown score uh, for uh, this game. Yeah, I can't argue against it. Uh, Chris, uh, touchdown score props uh, for uh, for this game? I also, just taking a page out of Rod's book, I like Adam Trotman as well. And and he laid out all the numbers, so I don't have to do that. Uh, but it's actually plus it's five, five to one over on uh, on BetMGM. So if you guys have access to that, you can get a plus 500 ticket on uh, Trotman here in this spot also. 
Um, I mean, of course, we could go Isaiah Pacheco at minus 115. Of course, you probably will see pay dirt in the spot. But I, I'm going to take a flyer on my – I'm going all in the, this week on uh, on Marvin Mims Jr., man. Five to one as well uh, for, for Marvin Mims Jr. Uh, the best odds are, looks like, on points bet. Um, and I think it just could be that bomb, right? It, I mean, he only has one touchdown on the season, but if, if you can get behind this Kansas City defense and Russell can make one – we just need one great throw, Russell, to, to – to get this, uh, you know, get him in the end zone. I like the chances at five to one. Um, these other receivers don't really scare me as far as their their. And I think he'll be on the field because I, I think they'll run a lot of three wide receiver sets. So give me give me Marvin Mims Jr. Uh, to to find the end zone at, at five to one. And uh, I typically don't go two, but I, I really like uh, I like Trotman as well. So both of those guys at five to one. You know. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you're gonna bet on your guy this week, it's it's you got to double down on it and get him to touchdown uh, as well. But again, like, like you mentioned, like, he's that downfield threat, and again, if he's able to find a hole in the Kansas City Chiefs secondary, uh, he could just utilize the speed after that and find the find the way to the end zone there as well. Uh, I took two guys here. I mean, uh, Chris, you went on all in on your guy. I'm gonna double down on on Jarek McKinnon at plus two sixty. Uh, he's a fourth favorite um, or fourth guy on the list with the shortest odds to find the end zone it's kelsey it's pacheco it's uh rasheed rice and then it's jerick mckinnon so that kind of tells you where the books are kind of thinking here about him finding the end zone here um travis kelsey obviously leads this kansas City chiefs offense and receiving touchdowns number two on that list or tied for second with two jerick mckinnon at two so i think that again when you get down to the red zone area uh whether that's within the 10 yard line the five yard line you see those little kind of shovel passes or screen passes going to jerick mckinnon he's able to wiggle his way into the end zone so i think you can find the end zone here um right around i think uh what i say plus one sorry plus 260 and then also go i'll go with rasheed rice as well he's really emerged uh in this kansas city chiefs offense um you take a look at the targets on this team obviously we know travis kelsey is gonna lead that way but rasheed rice is right there at 24 uh targets thus far uh through the first four games or sorry the first five games here for the chiefs um 17 receptions 24 targets 173 receiving yards two touchdowns there as well so i think that he's really starting to find his stride with his offense for the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'll throw those two guys out there for the Kansas City Chiefs to find the end zone. And just for reference, uh, if you want to get down on first touchdown for those each of those two guys, 12 to 1 for Rice and 14 to 1 uh, for Jarek McKinnon. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, wrap up this episode with best bets uh, for this Thursday night football game. Chris, you want to lead us off? Yes, sir. We'll make this short. We'll make this sweet. And uh, hopefully the, the the Isaiah Pacheco will make this short and sweet as well. And Andy Reid in that offense. I just need 16 carries. Every other team has done it <laughs> throughout the regular season so far. Let's not be the one to screw it up this week, uh, Mahomes and and uh, Andy Reid. So give me Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half, uh, 15 and a half rush attempts. I gave out all the analysis earlier. Uh, but if they're playing from, from with a lead, I, I expect them to be running the ball. If uh, they're, they're playing from behind because Denver's rush defense is so bad, I expect them to be running the ball. So, yeah, I think this is a uh, – hopefully it's a winner. Knock on wood, uh, we catch the best bet. Isaiah Pacheco, over 15.5, over 16.5 uh, rush attempts. Either number you can find. Love it. Rod, best bet? You mean Wilson, over 1.5 passing touchdowns, plus 150. And we already talked about it. This is the Russell Wilson episode, so might as well make it our best bet.
Yeah, Russell Wilson times two for me as well. I'll take the over on his past attempts, 32 and a half. We laid out the numbers. If you didn't listen to it, go back uh, and we'll give the uh, or I give the handicap there on why I think that he will go over this number of 32 and a half pass attempts against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night football. So hopefully we can go three for three on our best bets here um, for the uh, Thursday night football game. And quickly, what I am going to do is I'm going to go over to underdog fantasy before we wrap up the episode here and put this uh, entry in for um, our best bets here. So uh, I'll start here with uh, Rod's passing touchdowns for um, Russell Wilson. If it wants to load for me here quickly. Um, all right, here we go. So we have, let's go NFL. So I don't have to go through all the baseball stuff. Um, all right. So Russell Wilson, it is a spicy one. Uh, like I mentioned, the scorcher, it's one and a half. Uh, it's a, it's a, I guess you could call it a boost. Russell Wilson, uh, higher passing one and a half touchdowns. Uh, we'll go then to, um, let's go. Isaiah Pacheco. Where is he? 16 and a half rushing attempts higher. And I'll go back to Russell Wilson for his uh, pass attempts higher, 32 and a half. Uh, that $100 entry, uh, if we get all of those correct, will pay us a nice, uh, I think it should be a six to one. Oh, where, hold on. I didn't get the other one in there. Plus 450 is what we will get paid uh, if it does. All three of these do come into fruition for this Thursday night football game. So, again, if you haven't already, head over to underdogfantasy.com. They're still extending that deposit bonus on your first deposit of up to $500, 100% match. Make sure to get over there. Underdog Fantasy, make sure you use that promo code SGPN. Uh, That is going to do it for this episode for this Thursday night football game between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Rod, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here, my friend? Well, sir, just follow me on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, of course, NASCAR Gambling Podcast, and all of my props that I've uh, picked for the Sportsbook Review. And then, of course, follow me now on Blue Sky at RJ Gomez. If you are a Blue Sky subscriber, um, I'm over there. I don't have any friends. I don't have any posts yet. But uh, by all means, if you're one of those people, join me over there. Chris, anything else, my friend? Nah, man, let's get out of here. Appreciate you guys for having me on the show again. Hopefully uh, we gave out some winners. Uh, let's go Russell Wilson. We actually betting our hard-earned money on Russell Wilson this week. So <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Russell. Check me out on X, doing a lot of uh, basketball stuff as the, the NBA season starts. We got WNBA uh, finals uh, game two tonight as well. So I'll uh, be talking about that in a little while. So uh, just follow me on X or Twitter at Crispy Cap and 2Ps, 2Ns. And best of luck to everyone. Yeah, we'll be back later this week uh, for the Sunday games for our player props on Friday. So look out for us then. Uh, enjoy the Thursday night football game. We'll recap it like we usually do on Friday. Again, like I said, hopefully we found some more winners here for you guys. But till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.